Yesterday, Sharaji explained the virtues of the Dharma from both theoretical and practical aspects, and there are many to be explained. The monks practice the Dharma expounded by the Buddha. So each of the monks have to learn the scriptures and practice according to the teachings of the Buddha. Even if not to the stage of Arahat, but one has to practice so that one discerns clearly the Nama and Rupa, cause and effect, and the characteristics of impermanent suffering and non-self, so that one develops knowledge stage by stage, attaining insight knowledge. And when knowledge becomes mature, one can finally realize Nibbana, the true cessation. And after practicing to a satisfactory level, the monks have the responsibility and the duty to share the Dhamma with others. And during the Buddha's time, also the monks practice meditation and after they attain to a satisfactory level, at the end of the Vasa period, at the end of the rain retreat period, they travel from one place to another. Buddha also encouraged the monks to travel from one place to another but it is not a leisure trip, but it is for the benefit and welfare of human and deva. By traveling, teaching the Dhamma, the beings also has the opportunity to practice the three trainings, Sila, Samadhi, and Banya, morality, concentration, and wisdom, which can purify the body, speech, and mind. By practicing the three trainings, one gains the virtue of the Dhamma, and one becomes purified by body, speech, and mind, so that one becomes virtuous, pure, clean, high, and noble. So by practicing the three trainings, Silas, Madi, and Panya, according to the guidance, according to the teachings of the Buddha, one gains one's true benefit and welfare. When a person works 
in order to make a living. And when one businesses become good, then the person is said to have one's benefit and welfare. By practicing Sila Samadhi and Panya, one gains one's true welfare. And after one has practiced to a satisfactory level, the monks travel in order to share the Dhamma with the others. So the objective of traveling is called Radhanataya Guna Pagasanata. The monks travel in order to expound the virtues of the triple gem. So to teach others the virtues of the Buddha, the virtues of the Dhamma, and the virtues of the Sangha is the objective of the monks who travel after the Vasa during the Buddha times. But people who had other beliefs, they are clinging onto their views. And in the countries where the technology is far advanced, they do not accept other beliefs easily. They would only accept when they think it's probable by reflecting the cause and effect. So nowadays, there are many who claim themselves to have no religion or no belief. And for those, they do not like to be taught about the virtues of person or being. Among the triple gem, the Buddha and the Sangha are person. So teaching the virtues of the Buddha and Sangha has to do with the virtues of a person. So in the olden times, there were arahats. So the virtues of the triple gem could be taught in a very bold way. But nowadays, especially in this kind of country, not many people will like to hear about the virtue of the Buddha or the Dhamma, as they may still have their beliefs. But the virtue of the Dhamma can easily be understood to the wise people who have intellect. So in the olden days, the virtues of the triple gem are taught, but nowadays, especially in this kind of country, Saraji starts by teaching the virtue of the Dhamma. Saraji has been traveling since 1984 abroad in order to 
share the virtue of the Dhamma. So it is not like a world, world missionary trip, but Saraji puts it that Saraji travels as a Dhamma messenger, showing the virtues of the Dhamma. And at the beginning of the practice, at the beginning of the retreat, Saraji explained about the four noble truths in brief. And now Saraji will explain the four noble truths more in detail from both the theoretical and practical aspects. So among the four noble truths, the first two are called Vata Satcha. And Saraji had explained briefly about Dukkha Satcha and Smudhya Satcha. Dukkha Satcha is the truth of suffering. Smudhya Satcha is the truth of origin of suffering. In order to understand Smudhya Satcha, one can simply uh, know it as Tantna, craving craving for good objects is called smudhya satcha because the beings are craving for good objects they end up having to suffer tantna craving itself cannot cause suffering but when tantna craving is combined with other supporting factors, supporting causes, it can lead to suffering. When one is removing the defilement such as avijja, ignorance, sati, mindfulness alone is not enough. One also needs the support of other mental strength in order to remove these defilements. In the same way, Tatna craving alone cannot generate unwholesomeness. But when Tatna craving is combined with other causes, it causes suffering. And today, Saraji will explain what is Dukkha and what is Samudhya. In the family, if there is a boy who misbehaves, who does not listen to the parents, the misbehaved boy is called as Du Buddha. So in the same way, the Nama Rupa are just like a spoiled, misbehaved boy who does not listen or who, which does not happen according to one's wishes. And thus, these Nama Rupa are disgusting and thus they are called Dukkha. And also, the other factor is these Nama Rupa are useless 
empty and void. Just as the sky has nothing in it, nothing to hold on to, the sky does not have anything in it. In the same way, there is nothing in these nama rupa. The sky is called ka, and because the nama rupa are compared to the sky, having nothing in it, that's why the nama rupa are also called ka. In the nama rupa, it is empty. The bala jana, the foolish people, are taking it as the jiva atta, the living soul, which is created by the Mahabrahma. And they believe that in every being has its own individual soul that is created by the Mahabrahma. But actually, there is nothing what the foolish are taking it as in these Nama Rupa. So these people, they have wrong beliefs that the living soul differs from one being to another. And because of the Atta, the beings see, hear, smell, taste, touch, and so on. Even though the body perishes, Atta does not perish, but it moves on to the next body. And they also believe that Atta is permanent. So these foolish people are taking the Rupa and Nama and Rupa as there is living soul in it. But actually, there is nothing such as Atta in these Nama Rupa. People who do not discern Nama Rupa think that there is the Jiva Atta that is permanent even though the body perishes, but the jiva atta does not die, and they believe that there is the jiva atta that is good and pleasant. So they think of them, they think of the nama rupa as good and pleasant, and there is the jiva atta. Most of the worldlings, do not practice satipatthana meditation and thus they do not discern distinctly between nama rupa. Not discerning the nama rupa, they hold the wrong view of jiva atta and brahma atta. Just as the sky does not have anything, in the same way, in the nama rupa, there is nothing such as jiva atta. There is nothing good and permanent. 
in these Nama Rupa and thus it is called Ducha, empty, void. The Nama Rupa are Kuchita, they are disgusting and people call it as being or person but it is actually the Nama Rupa. When a being is born, when there is birth, even though one wants to stay young, but one grows old, even though the person wants to be healthy, but illnesses arise, even though the person wants to live, but one dies finally. So there can be death due to illnesses. Even though if there are no illnesses, the person has to die due to old age. Even if there are no illnesses, but if the person stays in the same posture for long time, it soon brings discomfort in the body. So if there are illnesses, there will be more suffering. And at times there can be accidents where one loses one's family members, or there can be loss of one's health, business, or one's job. So when there are losses, there will be sorrow and lamentation. The Nama Rupa are disgusting because it is where the suffering is located. Among the two noble truths, the first one is Dokasaja, the truth of suffering and there are many sufferings within one's life. And because these Nama Rupa are where all the sufferings come from, they are disgusting. And within these Nama Rupa, there is no Atta that is permanent, good or self, as believed by the Balajana, foolish people, and thus it is empty and void of good and pleasant. So combining these two, du and ka, it is called dukkha, which turns to the word dukkha. Seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, are the resultants. So these resultants start from the rebirth consciousness, Bhattisandhi. So at the time of Bhattisandhi, the rebirth consciousness, it arises together with some Jetasika mental factors and a few rupa, materiality. 
One has to practice satipatthana so that one will not be adding more causes so that the results, more results, more existences will not arise. So practicing satipatthana meditation, the dhatna craving will be cut. If there is no practice of satipatthana meditation, the mind will not be calm and collected, and thus one does not discern. Not discerning, one will take things as good, and thus dhatna craving arises. There will be upadana clinging, and because of upadana clinging, there will be more existences. So these cause and effect are rotating. If one does not want more resultants to arise, then one should practice Satipatthana meditation so that Vedana feeling does not give rise to Dhatna craving. So in order to do so, one should practice Satipatthana. If one does not discern, there will be craving. Not discerning, one takes things as good. There will be craving, one will have wrong view of Atta. In order not to be developing more causes, in order to cut smoothia, the craving, then one should be practicing Satipatthana meditation. Samudhya, Satya, the truth of origin of suffering, is the Dhatna craving. But it is not only Dhatna craving that gives rise to suffering. When the objects arise as the sixth sense though, if the person is not mindful, there will be lack of mindfulness. The mind will not be calm and collected. The noting mind will not be on the object. The noting mind is slipping away and thus one does not discern correctly. Not discerning, there will be minor craving, dupalatana, and it will lead to balavatana, more intense craving that the person can only be satisfied by getting what he, she wants. Dhatna craving is the cause of suffering if it is combined with other causes. Dhatna alone, craving alone, is not the cause of suffering, but when it is combined with other causes, such as avijja, ignorance, then it leads to suffering. So samudhya means the combined causes meeting together which 
leads to suffering. When dana arises, then upadana clinging arises. Based on the nama rupa, one has wrong view of jiva atta and the wrong view of being permanent. Samudhya is the origin of suffering. It is not only dana, but when dana is combined with other causes, it leads to suffering. In the word samudhya, it is made of san and udaya. San means the causes combining together. It is not only dana, but other causes as well combine and arise together. Udaya means arising. So when other causes such as avijja, ignorance, as well as other causes combine and arise together, they are the origin, the cause of suffering. Not knowing the benefits of Satipatthana practice is also avijja, ignorance. Buddha expounded the seven benefits of Satipatthana practice in order to encourage people to practice Satipatthana meditation. By practicing Satipatthana meditation, one can purify one's mind, overcome sorrow, lamentation, overcome physical suffering and mental suffering, and one can remove Gilesa defilements that has been following throughout the round of assistances, and one can realize Nibbana, the true happiness. So these are the benefits of Satipatthana practice. Not knowing the benefits of Satipatthana practice, it is also avijja, ignorance, and one knows wrongly. Not knowing the benefits of Satipatthana practice, one will not have strong jhana in order to gain these benefits, and one will not have faith and confidence in the practice, and there will also be uncertainty and doubt. Lacking sada, faith and confidence, one will not have strong jhana to practice. Only if there is strong jhana, one will practice in order to, one will practice diligently driving out laziness. Not having strong jhana, one will be flinching, withdrawing from the practice, not asserting effort in the practice. If one does not assert effort in the practice, Mindfulness will not develop. One will not be applying jhanic factors in the practice. The mind will not be direct or face-to-face -face with, uh, with the object. So these are the causes. When the object comes into contact at the sixth sense door, 
when there are good objects, when there are good feelings, the person craves for more good feelings. When there are neutral feelings, because it is calm, the person wants more and more calmness. So this tatna craving arises, and together with the other causes, it leads to suffering. So in the word samudaya, san means tatna craving combined with other. Causes arising together, it makes the the origin of suffering. Sharaji gives example how samudaya gives rise to dukkha suffering. So, if a person as has itch, itchiness. The person wants to get rid of the itchiness, so the person scratches, either with the fingers or even uh, the person may be using some other things to scratch. So at first, scratching can feel good, but if one scratches more than necessary, then there can be wound. In the skin, that can bring discomfort, and if the scratch leads to wounds or bruises, even infection can go in, and this infection can even be fatal. So, the person who wants to get rid of the itch scratches. At first, it may be good, but later on, if the、uh, if the person scratches more, then it leads to wound. So this is compared to the craving that leads to dukkha suffering. And tomorrow, Sadaji will explain that if the person fails to practice Sadipatthana meditation, the person will be adding more causes. On the resultants, and it can lead to more dukkha suffering. Sadu, sadu, sadu.